And so we've spent a couple of weeks reflecting on that great prophecy made by Isaiah centuries before the birth of Christ. Let's read it again and uh, we'll go on to the fourth of these great titles in a second. Isaiah wrote, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, the government shall be upon his shoulders. Oh, sorry, I'm not even reading. I know a song that has this, and so it's so in my mind that I'm just saying the words of the song instead of reading. The government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and of peace, there will be no end. Great words. We've seen this over the last few weeks. We've seen that Jesus is our wonderful counselor, the one who guides us and leads us. He's our mighty God. He's powerful and sovereign over all. He is our everlasting Father, loving us deeply, deeply, forever. Today we'll see how Jesus is our Prince of Peace. The theme of peace permeates Christmas, right? How many times have we or have we sung, Hark the herald angels sing, Glory to the newborn King, peace on earth and mercy mild. What about, truly he taught us to love one another. His law is love and his gospel is peace. That's O Holy Night. Little Town of Bethlehem, favorite Christmas hymn says, praises sing to God the King and peace to men on earth. Peace permeates Christmas. Perhaps the most beautiful of them all is Silent Nights. We just sang it, right? Silent Nights. Do you know the story of that song? The priest who wrote it, he was walking down the, the snow-laden streets of his little village in Austria back in the early 1800s. And it was just beautiful. It was still. He could just see this layer of snow over everything Smoke, uh, smoke coming up from the chimneys. Everybody was at rest. He was so inspired, it felt so sacred that he went home and wrote, Silent nights, holy night, all is calm, all is bright. Sleep in heavenly peace. And he performed the song for the first time, Christmas Eve, 1818. About a hundred years later, almost, 1914, on Christmas Eve, the First World War was raging. And the English and the German troops were in their respective trenches, so close to each other they could actually hear each other talking. And history tells us that the Germans began to sing Christmas songs. Probably Silent Night would have been one of them because that was a good old German classic. And soon the English joined in because they could hear and there was this Christmas spirit across the trenches. And the next thing, a kind of miracle happened when they called a ceasefire, a truce. And in the spirit of Christmas... They joined together and started playing games, singing songs. For a moment, they were at peace. Silent nights, sleep in heavenly peace. Peace permeates Christmas, doesn't it? After all, that first Christmas night when Jesus was born, remember what the angel said in Luke chapter 2? Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace. Peace to those on whom his favor rests. Peace permeates Christmas. I'll say it again. But maybe you're sitting here thinking, no it doesn't. <laughs> maybe you're sitting here thinking, I, haven't, I don't feel at peace this Christmas. 2021 has been brutal for many of us. Maybe you're thinking, all this loss, all this disruption in my life. There's no peace as I sit here. Here's my hope. It's that by the time we walk out here tonight, I mean today, not tonight, not going to be that long. 
um, by the time we walk out, the Prince of Peace will have revealed himself, will have, will have entered into our hearts. Because you know what? His offer of peace is a real one. It's a real one. It's not just silly Christmas idealism. No, no, no. The Prince of Peace has an offer for you and I. It's an offer for real peace in our hearts, even though things are difficult. And I believe that we can receive it now, even now in this time. So let's look at the Prince of Peace. Let's look at what he's all about. Let's see how we can leave this place with peace today. I want to say this to you first. If you want peace, get right with God. Get right with God firstly. Preaching on peace is actually risky. (laughs) It's risky because in the Old Testament there were preachers who would preach peace, but it was false peace. And God got kind of mad with them. Uh, The people of God had strayed away from their faith so badly. But instead of calling them back to God, the preachers were saying, don't worry, just be at peace. Peace, peace, peace to everybody without any getting right with God. And God didn't like that. In Jeremiah 6 verse 14, uh, God says this to those, about those preachers. They dress the wound of my people as though it were not serious. Peace, peace, they say, when there is no peace. Man, the last thing I want to do is leave here having given you false, a false teaching. The last thing I want to do is say to you, peace, peace, when there, when there is no peace. But I do want to say to you, if you want peace... Get right with God, because there is always peace if you get right with God. In fact, have you heard the saying, there's no peace for the wicked? We tend, we tend to say it as a joke these days. Somebody, you say, how are you doing? And they, somebody says, I'm so busy. I'm just, I don't know what's going on. I'm so busy. And you say, oh, yeah, there's no peace for the wicked, right? It's kind of a joke for people who are busy. But that's not where it came from. Originally, in Isaiah 57, God says this to the people who had repented and come back to him he says peace peace to those far and near says the lord and i will heal them if they come back to me i will heal them and give them peace but the wicked are like the tossing sea which cannot rest whose waves cast up mire and mud there is no peace says my god for the wicked if you want peace get right with god Reconcile with God. Get close to Him. Give your life to Him. Place your faith in Him. There is no peace if you aren't going to reconcile with God. It's not going to happen. That's why we sing that old Christmas song which we sang just now. Peace on earth and mercy mild. God and sinners reconciled. If you want peace, it's about reconciling with God. And this is what Jesus was all about. He was called the Prince of Peace Because his whole life was geared towards bringing peace to people by reconciling them with God. Remember, he came preaching the word repent. He came and said, repent, repent. The kingdom of God is near. He wasn't trying to uh, be nasty to people or be a killjoy. He was saying, if you want peace, if you want peace in your life, come back to God. Reconcile with God. Repent of your old godless ways and come to God and you will find peace. His actions... We're aimed at the same thing. He was kind to people, not just to be a nice guy. He was kind to people because he wanted them to be reconciled with God. He was always telling people to be reconciled with God. That's what would bring them peace. And then he died on the cross. Why? To bring us peace, to reconcile us with God. He wasn't just a martyr. He died because his death would bring us peace. Read these words in Colossians 1. 
verses 19 to 20, yes, where Paul said, God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him in Christ, and through Christ to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. In other words, Jesus shed his blood and died so that we could be at peace by coming back to God in faith. So let me ask you, as you come close to Christmas this year, are you right with God? Maybe you've had one of those years where you've kind of drifted from God. Just slowly, you, you stopped praying, you stopped reading your Bible, you kind of just go through the motions. Reconcile. Come close to God. Put your faith in Him. There's no peace for the wicked, but there is peace unspeakable for those who reconcile with God in faith. Don't walk out of here today, friends, if you haven't reconciled with God. Don't leave this place if you haven't done it, because he's willing. He's willing to forgive you. He's willing to wipe your slate clean with his grace. He's willing to welcome you back into his arms. Come to him in faith and be reconciled. And that message of peace will be yours. It'll be your story to tell this Christmas. But once you've done that, if you want that peace to stay, then you need to stay close to God, number two. If you want peace, stay close to God. Have you noticed this in the Christian life? A lot of us have this pattern. We come to God for the first time, and it's the most peaceful you've ever been. You didn't even know you could feel so peaceful because your sins are washed away. He loves you even though you know you don't deserve it. But you know he loves you, and you feel this amazing peace. You give your life to him, and then you go back into your life, and it's difficult, and there's pain, and there's tragedy and there's hardships and you realize that to keep the peace that you felt at that first moment it takes discipline it takes a daily decision to keep walking close with him otherwise you'll just get kind of swept away by the world if you want to stay peaceful stay connected to god every day one of my favorite scriptures perhaps comes from paul in philippians chapter 4 this was my exam verse whenever i wrote an exam I would kind of drum this into my head because Paul said, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding. Isn't that an amazing phrase? Will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. As an exam writer, that was great because my heart was where I was nervous <laughs> and my mind was where all that information was. So there was this promise pray don't be anxious god will protect your heart and your mind but in every situation this is true in every situation when we pray we find god's peace if you want that peace pray always if you want that peace to stay keep connecting with god throughout your day in prayer let your life be drenched in prayer you know peace they say doesn't come from the absence of trouble it comes from the presence of god and so whatever troubles you're in, pray. Connect with God. Stay close to God throughout your days. And that peace will stay. You know, we had our blue Christmas here during the week. Some of you were here. It was a Christmas service for people dealing with loss, tragedy this year. And it was a very special service because everybody came heavy laden with grief and burdens and struggles. 
And we sat here and we prayed together and we sang songs and we we reflected on God and we lit candles very much like this and we we spent this time receiving God's grace in a beautiful way. And there was a sense of peace that kind of drenched us like a light drizzle throughout the service. It didn't take the pain away, but it brought peace. If you want peace that sticks, stay close to God, especially when you're in a bad place. And even though you'll be struggling, there'll be a sense of peace. Isaiah the prophet wrote these amazing words, and if you only leave with one thing today, leave with this verse. You, God, will keep in perfect peace, perfect peace, all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. That's what Jade was saying at Small Talk, right? Those who trust in God will find peace. How's your walk with God lately? Are your eyes fixed on him? Or have they started to drift, which has made you anxious? Have you been spending time every day loving him, worshipping him, praising him, praying? Or have your eyes drifted off of him? If I look back on my year, there's been times of great anxiety and, and worry. And as I look back, I realize that it was when I took my eyes off God that I started to panic. It was when I stopped focusing on him and trusting that he was in control that I started to get anxious. And believe me, it happened. And I'm learning now that I had nothing to worry about in the first place. But in those difficult moments, it was so hard to just keep my eyes fixed on him. But when I did, when I came back to him and prayed and trusted, Lord, I know that you've got all this under control. I trust you, I trust you. The anxiety would dissolve. And the peace which transcends all understanding would descend into my spirit. Are you going to have a lifestyle of prayer and calling on God and trusting God and fixing your eyes on God? If you do, that peace will stay. If you've reconciled with God and you keep focusing on him, it will stay. And I mean, that's what Jesus did. Have you noticed how Jesus stayed calm in his life? Dallas Willard once said, if there's one word he could use to describe Jesus, it would be the word relaxed. Which I thought was quite profound. Jesus got hungry. He got thirsty. He got exhausted. Jesus grieved. He lost precious friends. He was betrayed by his friends. He was unfairly accused. He was beaten, scourged, killed without a fair trial. But he never seemed rattled. He always seemed to have peace because he fixed his eyes on his father. The whole time. He kept close to God in prayer the whole time. He was the Prince of Peace. Why? Because he kept his eyes fixed on his Father. We can do the same. In our darkest moments, friends, we can find peace. We need to get right with God and we need to stay close to him. But there's one more step to lasting peace that I want to leave you with. If you want peace, love others like God. Love people like God loves people. Care for people like God cares for people. Forgive people like God does. Reach out to people like God does. Peace in your heart flows in two directions. It's vertical. It's you and God, which is what we've been talking about. But it's horizontal as well, between you and people. And there's no true peace if one of those is missing. You need to have vertical and horizontal peace to have true peace. And this is a great theme in the New Testament. Paul wrote this 
to the Ephesians, make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. The writer to the Hebrews said the same thing. Make every effort to live in peace with everyone. Is that your Christmas? Are you making every effort this year to live in peace with everyone? Christmas is a great time to seek peace. Christmas reminds us that God sent the Prince of Peace, the very one who said, blessed are the peacemakers. Reconcile with people and find peace. There was a preacher once who was preaching a sermon about forgiveness and making things right with people and during the middle of his sermon he noticed somebody jump up at the back and run with great excitement to the back of the church and into one of the little side rooms so a few of the ushers or the stewards kind of got up and followed him and uh, he ended up coming back and they sort of all settled back down again the preacher was very confused by this after the service he went to the man and said what was that all about and it turns out the man had been so convicted by this message of reconciling with his, with his brother because just before the service he'd had a fight with one of the people in the church. And he thought, I can't possibly let this go on. So he jumped up and went and found the guy and made right during the service. I was hoping something similar might happen while I was preaching, but not yet, not yet. Do you know what my saddest moments have been in the church? It's not when I play a bad note or sing a bad note or something like that. It's not when I stand here and get all my words mixed up. It's not any of that. It's not getting the tick wrong. It's not any of that. It, this, the saddest moments for me in church have been seeing friends in faith split apart. Seeing people who were very close become alienated and refusing to reconcile, throwing away friendships. If you want peace to permeate your Christmas, reconcile. Love others like God does with a grace that the world doesn't understand, but that we Christians get because God has reconciled us with himself, though we don't deserve it. Jesus died to reconcile us with God. Let's, let's take that love that he's shown us and reconcile with each other. He is the Prince of Peace because in him, we can be reconciled to each other. Forgive, apologize, let go of that resentment and find peace. And so it's 10 o'clock almost. My time with you is just about up. And I want to thank you again for the peace that I've found here. It's been four wonderful years that I cherish. And as I leave, as I go on my way, my prayer for MCNE will always be one of, for peace. A prayer for peace. I long for them any people to get right with God and to find peace because they're true, true followers. I long for you all to keep the peace by living close with God, living lifestyles of deep prayer and trust. I long for us always to make every effort to be at peace with each other. Mseni is a place of grace, right? We love that phrase. Mseni means place of grace. But... Could it be that Mseni will always be a place of peace? Because we're the type of people who make peace with God and who make peace with each other. I hope so. I know that it'll happen if we just keep our eyes on God. And so I want to close by singing a song to you. It's called Peace. It's one that I wrote, you might remember, during the Fruit of the Spirit series. We did. I did a song every week. 
And this one was for the fruit of peace. And so I want to sing this over you, so to speak. It's a blessing song that I want to sing over you as I leave. So I hope that it brings you peace. And I hope that you enjoy it now as we sing it. seems to move far too quickly these days as we hustle and hurry about we're all just attempting to get through the day in one piece of this I've no doubt so if you feel overwhelmed overworked overdone as I'm sure that you most likely do pause for a moment Hear the words of my song Cause I'm singing this prayer over you May the peace of the Father Creator of all Fill your life and your soul every day May the peace of the Savior Take over your heart And reflect in each word that you say Descend on you now as you yield to his firm loving hand. May our glorious God, Father Jesus and Spirit, give you peace that you don't understand. So many people with worry and fear dominating each step that they take. Deep into the night They just toss and they turn And anxiety keeps them away So if you feel like the world's weighing down on your shoulders And there's nothing you can do Just pause for a moment Hear me singing my song May these words be a blessing to you of the Father, Creator of all, fill your life and your soul every day. May the peace of the Savior take over your heart and reflect in each word that you say. May the peace of the Spirit descend on you now as you yield to His firm loving hand. Jesus and Spirit give you peace that you don't understand. Let's pray. Father, I pray that your peace will fill the people of MCNE today, right now, and always. May your peace, Lord, fill their lives and their souls every day. May your peace reflect in every word that they say, always. May your peace always be in their hearts as they come close to you and as they always, always forgive and love each other. And I pray, Lord, that the peace that transcends all understanding will always define MCNE, that this will be not only a place of grace, but a place, a place of peace, because the Prince of Peace is here. And so go with us now with your peace, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen.
So let's share the words of the benediction as we close, friends. Now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all, now and forevermore. Amen. Go in peace.